A shooting at a bank in Louisville, Kentucky left six dead, including the shooter. The March inflation report is out and it could have some encouraging signs for the U.S. economy. Information on these stories and much, much more coming up on today's episode of BBP News. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode. It is Friday, April 14th, 2023. I am back for another episode. Chris, unfortunately, could not join me for this one, so you're just stuck with me this time around, and I hope we can still have a really good show. We will have a very good show. There's a lot to talk about today, but we'll get into that in just a moment. First, let's start out in the normal fashion by getting into the weather headed into this weekend. And we start out, as always, in Los Angeles, California, where it will be partly cloudy today with a high of 66 degrees and a mostly clear weekend ahead. In Houston, Texas, it'll be mostly cloudy today with a high of 82 degrees, with some rain moving in Saturday and then clear skies by the end of the weekend. In Chicago, Illinois, expect mostly clear skies today, a nice day in Chicago today with a high high of 76 degrees and some rain moving in over the weekend and then in new york city mostly cloudy today with a high of 82 degrees and again some rain moving in throughout the middle part of the weekend get a little nicer towards the end there but no, like I said, we do have a lot to talk about. Before we get into anything, though, I have a bit of a plug at the top. So for those that didn't catch it in one of my recent Eye on the Ball shows, I want to mention again, we are now on Clubhouse. For those that know what that is, it's a great place. Uh, you know, you can come join the house. It is BBP News Broadcasting. It is open to everyone. So search that on Clubhouse and join up because we have rooms for all of the episodes. For those that don't know what Clubhouse is, let me stop and just explain real quick. Clubhouse is a platform where you can basically, it's a, it's a chat platform. It's a place for everyone to hang out and talk, you know, if you just want a casual conversation. But it is also a place for us to do things like these live streamed episodes where we live stream the episodes in the afternoons after they come out. So like this episode comes out Friday morning, we will be streaming the episode on Friday afternoon. We stream them at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's a chance for you to hear not only the episode for yourself, but it's also an opportunity for us to just chat a little bit about the things that happen in the episode. You guys can ask questions. It's a great time Come join in on the conversation. It, it's just, it's a great time. It's a great way to connect with all you guys. I love doing it. We've been doing it for a couple weeks now, and it's been great. So come on by, join in on the chatter, and you know, let's grow this community as large as, as it can be. Share it around, family, friends, dog, cat, wherever you can share it. Come join in on that because it is a great time, and I will actually leave the link to the house in the show notes down below. So make sure you come join in on that whenever you can. But that is the end of this plug here at the top. There's a lot to get into today. I don't want to mess around. Let's jump right into the news. And we do start off on a tragic note, as in Louisville, Kentucky, early Monday morning, a shooter killed five and left eight others injured at Old National Bank. The shooter, Connor Sturgeon, was a full-time employee at the bank where the shooting took place. 
And according to reports, Surgeon was going to be fired from that bank, though the Louisville mayor calls this claim inaccurate after speaking with officials from the bank. The shooting was carried out using an AR-15 style weapon and was bought legally, according to authorities, who did not release where the gun was purchased from. The family of Surgeon says that they don't know where he would have gotten the gun, but did say that they do know he was suffering from mental health issues at the time and shouldn't have been in possession of a firearm. It was also revealed in later reports that Sturgeon live-streamed the entire attack on social media, and this happened about 30 minutes before the bank was set to open. Body cam footage of the incident shows one officer downed, later revealed as newly graduated officer Nicholas Wilt, who had just graduated from the academy 10 days earlier. Wilt was shot in the head and remains in critical condition as of the time of this recording. Soon after, Officer Corey Galloway managed to take down the shooter with one fatal shot, and in a statement, Surgeon's family said, quote, No words can express our sorrow, anguish, and horror at the unthinkable harm our son Connor inflicted on innocent people, their families, and the entire Louisville community. We mourn their loss and that of our son Connor, we pray for everyone traumatized by his senseless acts of violence and are deeply grateful for the bravery and heroism of the Louisville Metropolitan Police Department, end quote. And in the wake of this shooting, officials are speaking out with Kentucky Governor Andy Beshear saying that he lost close friends in the shooting and is now working with Tennessee Governor Bill Lee on possible gun reform collaborated upon between the two states, and that's following the shooting that took place in Nashville two weeks ago. President Biden also put out a statement following the shooting, calling on Republicans in Congress to pass more gun control laws to stop violence like this from happening. Classified documents have found their way back into the limelight once again, but this time it isn't what you might expect. And that is because we are dealing with a leak of potentially rather highly classified documents, whereas we have been reporting over the past couple of months about classified documents being outside of the National Archives. However, in that reporting, the documents were found in the hands of current or past U.S. officials, such as President Biden, former President Trump, and former Vice President Mike Pence. This time, however, documents containing highly secretive information about Ukraine have been spread around, and even worse, the source of the leak is still unknown. In a press conference on Tuesday, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin said, quote, They were somewhere in the web, and where exactly and who had access at that point, we don't know. We simply don't know. We will continue to investigate and turn over every rock until we find the source of this and the extent of it, end quote. And to this point, that still remains true. We don't know who leaked these documents. However, there have been reports that claim that the documents came from an unknown person on Discord who shared them to a server talking about the Russia-Ukraine war, and the documents continued to spread from there. But what exactly is in these documents? What is so secretive about these leaks? So there were several different items contained in the leak, including possible military positioning of the Ukrainian military, U.S. monitoring of other nations and their relations with both Russia and China, and several nations' willingness to get involved in the support for either Russia or Ukraine. 
This leak has caused several different reports over the past week now, including reports of the United Arab Emirates building an alliance with Russia and Egypt not wanting to send weapons or support to Ukraine. And in both of these cases, these nations have spoken out. The UAE saying that is completely false, that they are building that so-called alliance with Russia, and Egypt saying that they are remaining equally distant between both sides. And U.S. officials also met with their South Korean counterparts, as these supposed classified documents had major implications for the Eastern nation and their willingness and ability to directly supply Ukraine with weapons and ammunition. The U.S. and South Korea both agreed that a large part of these documents were fabricated, which has helped to ease some of the tension, but only marginally at this point. The Pentagon has begun a review and investigation into the matter to determine how something like this could have even happened, though they are confident that this leak will not have any impact on any nation's willingness to help support Ukraine. And this is very important, of course, as there is a meeting set in Germany this week where more than 50 nations will come together to discuss arms and ammunition support for Ukraine. It is expected that there will be more questions as to how the whole thing happened and who would have the agenda to make something like this happen. Now, there are still a lot of unanswered questions about this, as you can tell. But it is something that we are expecting to get a lot more information on as the investigation continues. And it is something that you can expect updates on as we learn more. Another month gone and another month of inflation seeming to cool down. That is according to the inflation report that we got on Wednesday. And according to the report released for the month of March, inflation sits 5% higher than where it was in March of 2022. This is another positive sign to the Fed, suggesting to them that their interest rate hikes are helping to slow that inflation down. However, it's important to actually look at the numbers and some of the different areas where the inflation increased and decreased because it wasn't just a blanket decrease. Energy fell a considerable amount, one of the most notable decreases, falling 3.4% compared to a year ago. Food saw its first decrease since September of 2020. Though it only came down 0.3%, it still sits 8.4% higher from where it was a year ago. Egg prices came down a staggering 10.9% while still being 36% higher than they were in March of 2022. Now, shelter did go up only by a small amount, 0.6%. However, it still remains 8.2% higher than where it was a year ago in March of 2022. Overall, this report is encouraging for both the Fed as well as investors. It gives the Fed confidence that their policies are having a positive impact on prices across the U.S., and it gives investors hope that we might soon see the end of these interest rate hikes from the Fed. However, at this point, there isn't really any reasons to get hope too high, as we are still a far way off from the 2% inflation rate that the Fed is normally comfortable with. And whether we will see more interest rate hikes remains to be seen. However, it is safer to go on the side that we will see another raise in May when the Fed meets again. The defamation lawsuit between Dominion Voting Systems and Fox News is set to start on Monday, but things have gotten rather tense in the week leading up to it. 
If you don't know about this case, let's quickly break it down. So Dominion Voting Systems is suing Fox News and their parent company, Fox Corp., for $1.6 billion for defamation, saying that the news network made several false allegations against the company back in 2020 that essentially blamed them for former President Trump's loss in the election that year. After the election, several Fox show hosts made false claims that Dominion, who is responsible for voting machines in over half the states in the country, were at fault for the former president's loss to Joe Biden. Dominion is saying that Fox knew that these claims were false and is now looking for compensation for the damage it caused them. So far, Fox has tried to argue that their claim was made under the protection of the First Amendment and that anything their host said was strictly opinion. However, both of these claims have been rejected by the judge in the matter, Delaware Judge Eric Davis. But now Fox is being sanctioned by the judge in this case for not handing over critical pieces of evidence ahead of the trial's start. Earlier in the week, Dominion played recordings of a former Fox producer, Abby Grossberg, speaking with several Trump officials, including Rudy Giuliani, that revealed that Fox had knowledge and facts that their claims about Dominion were false. This included one Trump official telling Grossberg that there were no physical problems found with Dominion's voting machines. It has also been reported that it wasn't even Fox that handed over these recordings to Dominion in the end, but rather Grossberg herself, who is now suing Fox news with the claim that her deposition in this defamation case was coerced by the company. And this is where the sanction comes into play, because Judge Davis said that if Dominion wanted or needed a second deposition, they were absolutely going to get it and Fox would be the ones paying for it. Davis also said that he would be considering the appointment of a special master to ensure that there weren't other pieces of evidence Fox failed to turn over ahead of the trial. Both parties in this lawsuit have asked the judge to give an outright ruling on this case, which Davis refused to do. He did write in an 80-page opinion that he does believe there was potential for defamation in this case, but he prefers to leave the final decision to a jury, where they will decide whether there was actual malice behind the actions taken by Fox News. Jury selection for this case began yesterday, and the trial is set to begin on Monday the 17th. And now getting into rapid news, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, the two Democrat lawmakers expelled from the Tennessee House last week, have been voted back into their seats by their respective counties as short-term replacements. Special elections are expected to be held for the two seats in the coming months, which both of these representatives are expected to take part in. Also, a federal appeals court has lifted the ban on the abortion pill Mephepristone, but tightened the rules to get it while the case plays out in court. Expect more on this in Monday's show. But now getting into good news, and this one is a bit heartbreaking, but also wonderful at the same time, and you'll see why. So Carly lives in England and has been growing food from her own garden to help feed people who are less fortunate and don't have the money to buy fresh food for themselves. She's given them fresh and organic fruits and vegetables and according to her TikTok page has been able to feed more than 1,600 people from that garden alone. 
Now, the tragic part about this is that it was vandalized. The garden was vandalized and is now completely useless, essentially. The vandals poured salt all over the garden, which basically kills off any plant life, doesn't allow them to grow, and it's very hard to grow there again. So that's the really tragic part of this story. However, the support that is poured in over this whole thing has been tremendous absolutely insane carly started a gofundme page to help raise funds to hopefully get more food or to restart the garden and initially she was just looking for four thousand pounds that was the goal set on the page as of this week it has raised over a hundred and ninety four thousand pounds and for everyone here in the u.s that translate to that translates to about two hundred and forty three thousand dollars. Four thousand pounds was the goal. Just remember that they exceeded that by one hundred and ninety thousand, and it's still growing. It's still continuing to grow. And Carly has announced on her TikTok page that they are working to dig up the garden and hopefully get all of that salt out. And what they can't get out, they hope to cover in topsoil so that they can start to grow again. And she even has plans to expand on what she was already doing, looking to add seating around the garden to hopefully bring some elders down for things like tea and cakes and chats and things like that, and hopes to set up cooking spaces so that there can be different types of food served at this garden, different you know, ethnic foods and from different backgrounds and things like that. She is looking to expand this as far and as large as she can. So went from being absolutely crushed and having her garden completely destroyed to being at the top of the world. So many donations and so many wonderful comments from the people that have donated to help her back on her feet and get this going again to help all these people who can't afford that food that can't afford to have those fresh fruits and vegetables and she's hoping to again expand that even bigger so that people from all different backgrounds can get food that they know and love just incredible incredible it could have been so easy to feel defeated and to give up but she has come back stronger stronger and people from all over have helped get her back up and doing this again have helped to make this garden come back to life with these donations incredible it's absolutely wonderful and there's not much more i can say on that i'm borderline speechless on this one but that is the end of this friday morning show i hope you guys enjoyed we will be back here on sunday morning with the week ahead schedule for the week of april 16th but until then, you guys, enjoy the start to your weekend. I hope it's great for you guys. I hope it's warm. Stay cool. It's crazy to say that in April, but stay cool. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you later.